0: Welcome to The Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast, and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place, especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside you know you're not, and how in the world to deal with that. And men, you're absolutely welcome here too, because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about the power of gratitude for us as leaders. And this is going to be a two-part show. So I'm going to just start talking today about what that means and some of my own experiences with that. If For those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, in season one, I shared a lot of my story. And part of that is that about five years into my second position as a pastor, um, a new senior pastor came on the staff. And after a couple of months, he came to me and said I, he was going to allow me to choose. I could either resign or be fired. I was not a happy camper. In fact, I was devastated by that kind of choice because to me, both of them meant I'm out of there no matter what. And it wasn't my choice to do that. So I left. Um, I chose to be, I chose to resign. uh, But I was not in a good place after I did that. I was... uh, I was depressed. I was sad. And a friend came to me one day, um, my best friend at the time, and she handed me a book, a book she had found at the library. And she told me, I had to read that book. And the name of the book is Happiness is a Choice. The author is Barry Neal Kaufman. And I looked at the book and I said, happiness is a choice? I have a choice to be happy in the middle of this? you got to be kidding me. Um, and the book is really about what he calls five shortcuts to being happy. And it seemed so simple, rather too simple to really be true. But I got to shortcut number five. And in the beginning of that, uh, he writes the following. and. I'm quoting from page 185 of the original hardback version of the book, which is copyrighted in 1991. And he writes, and I quote, when we are happy, we are truly grateful. The reverse also holds true. We are grateful. uh, When we are grateful, we are truly happy. In fact, oftentimes I call gratitude the sweetest way to embrace happiness. We can cut through all of the misery by turning our attention to being grateful. In spite of all the catastrophes that might occur, we can find in little and big ways bottomless wellsprings for our thankfulness. Gratitude then becomes the shortest of shortcuts to happiness. That idea that gratitude is the shortest of shortcuts to happiness is something that stuck with me ever since reading that. And I, not in the uh, most consistent way at the time, uh, started practicing looking for things to be grateful for. And when I looked for like big things um, that happened. Oh this is wonderful. I should be grateful for that. I didn't always find one much less more than one during the day. But when I started noticing the the little things, um it might be a bird I saw or a butterfly, it could be somebody smiling at me in a grocery store. It could be all kinds of little things and that I noticed that there were a lot of those things in every single day. And there came a time along the way where I started keeping a journal, a gratitude journal. And at first I challenged myself to find three, just three things to be grateful for in a day. And like I said, there were times where when I was thinking that they needed to be something major that had happened, it was really difficult uh, sometimes couldn't think of even one, much less three. But when I remembered to look at those smaller things, uh, the things we might overlook, uh, watching the sunrise or a beautiful sunset, um, a message I got, a phone call at that time—it was pre-texting days—but uh, a phone call that I might get, you know, any of those kinds of things, often lifted me up, and I could find 10 or more, and there came a time where I could fill a whole page with things I was grateful for, and there's a, the 13th century poet Rumi from Persia has a quote uh, that I want to share with you, and he has written, quote, your depression is connected to your refusal to praise. And to be grateful. and at another point, I'll talk about the connection between praise and gratitude. But when we're when we don't praise somebody or give thanks, we're not being grateful. And gratitude, I have learned, is really very, very powerful. Um, Dr. Robert Emmons is the leading scientific expert, scientific expert ungratitude. And he has documented that gratitude scientifically is proven to have the power to heal, energize, and in fact, change our lives. Uh, Gratitude is the affirmation of goodness in our lives and figuring out where that goodness comes from outside of ourselves. It's more than just being a little bit thankful. Uh, It's thinking of being grateful and thankful for all of life, for life itself, but for everything about our lives. It's the ability to receive gracefully as well as to um, thank somebody else for something. And it sees everything about life as a gift. So gratitude is really, really powerful. People who are grateful are happier, scientifically shown to be happier, more forgiving, more giving, more generous, charitable. They see abundance uh, all around in life. And that has the power to change everything about life. And expressing and feeling gratitude is scientifically proven to increase our emotional well-being by, get this, 15 to 25 percent. That's not a small thing. That's huge in what it can do. Uh, It helps us get along better with other people. And it uh, mild to moderate depression is um, lessened by being grateful, and it can even help prevent depression, like Rumi was talking about. And people who are grateful achieve more, and they're more resilient through times of trauma. And... There's a connection between gratitude and grace. And um, grace is not dependent on gratitude. But gratitude requires uh, grace so that we know how to receive. Um, and um, Grace helps us be good receivers. Being grateful, graceful and grateful, is always a choice. It's never a requirement. It's always, always a choice. And there's no situation where we can't find something about that situation to be grateful for at some point. Now, yes, there can be very bad things that happen to people. This is not denying the traumas and the bad things that happen. Uh, But it is saying that even in the midst of that, there's always something to be grateful for. And we can find it and acknowledge that at some point. Uh, acknowledging our dependence on God or spirit or universe helps us with gratitude. And we can be grateful without being a believer in, um, as a Christian or Jewish or Muslim or any particular faith, but gratitude for those who are believers infuses us, uh, our lives with the blessings in all aspects of life and in all times of our lives. So having faith, uh, being a believer in something greater than ourselves amplifies gratitude in many ways. But we got to remember that gratitude is not a given. And there is an obstacle to gratitude. And uh, the greatest obstacle to gratitude is the sense that we deserve something, that we have earned a place, that um, we um, are entitled, for whatever reason, to something that's good. So gratitude and Earning things, which is endemic in our culture, uh, makes it very difficult. As a leader, then, we need to remember to help other people be able to express gratitude and to help them see grace as something that's undeserved, unearnable. however we can define that. And once we help people begin to see what they're grateful for, that's a huge quality within us as a leader um, to be able to cut through those things where we deserve it. Um, And being a pastor for many, many years, I've Seen people say, Well, why doesn't God give me X, Y, or Z? I've been a good person. It's almost like, you know, uh, being naughty or nice and Santa should therefore bring me gifts. If I've been nice and a good kid, a uh, good person, so that I've deserved that. God doesn't do things for us because we deserve it. There aren't these things in our lives because we deserve it. You know, where you live, Uh, If you've moved there knowingly, intentionally, great. But being alive is not something we deserve. Uh, We never earned the right to be born. We never earn uh, the right to breathe. We never earn the right to be able to see or to hear or to move. All of those things are given to us. They're attitudes of grace that is part of life and helping other people see that there's so much around us that we can never earn, we can never deserve, we can never be good enough to have. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have value and that we aren't good enough in many, many respects. But that being good enough, which is a cultural thing, um, I'm not good enough, I'm not enough, uh, especially for us as women, that's a constant um, kind of mantra in the backs of our heads. Uh, It gets passed down typically from generation to generation for women. And our enoughness is something that uh, it's it's what God tells us at the very beginning of life. Being born makes us good enough, good enough for uh, being cared about, good enough for to value, <laughs> be worthy of other people caring about us. But that doesn't mean the things that we have that we aren't supposed to be grateful for them because we still don't earn them. We still can't deserve them in and of ourselves. And so the obstacle to gratitude as a leader, that's helping people get over that idea that we can earn and deserve All of the good things that God gives us, all of the good things that happen in our part of our lives. Uh, You know, we live in a world where, yes, we go out, we earn money, we buy things, and we all of that. And that's all part of the uh, culture that we're in. It's not given to us. We have to earn a lot of things in life. We don't earn the right to breathe. We don't earn the right to um, everybody has the right once we're born to live. Everybody has the right to be able to have a good life. And so helping people see what they're grateful for, that's such a wonderful, wonderful gift. And so I've usually challenged people uh, in other podcasts and other uh, media at times, to every single day, go and look for things that you're grateful for. And the challenge is to find at least three things, three things that are unique for the day, so that you're not repeating the same, I woke up this morning. Yes, be grateful for that. But three unique things for the day that you can be grateful for. And it's a good idea to write these things down. Um, and if you find three, I'd go for 10. Go for more. See how many you can find in a day. Challenge yourself with that. Challenge your members, the people you care about, the people you lead. Help them to see things of gratitude as well. And to even keep a journal for that. Uh, that will be a wonderful gift. You give yourself and helping others. See things to be grateful for is a gift that you give them too it's a great way to be a leader and leading them into uh, seeing more of life as in gratitude because remember people who are grateful uh, achieve more, they're healthier they have greater emotional resilience and they are people we like to be around more So that's always a good thing, no matter what field of work and uh, leadership you're in. If it's a faith community, if it's in a business, being grateful, having gratitude for the customers who come in, all things are wonderful to be grateful for. So again, the challenge today is as a leader, look for three things every single day that you're grateful for, Uh, unique things and write them down. And as you write them down, kind of relive that moment that amplifies the gratitude that's there. And if you find three, keep going. Don't stop. See if you can find ten, or maybe even more than that. And see what happens inside of you as you create this practice of gratitude. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So until next time, God's peace and God's grace be with you all. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.TiltedHaloHelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.